to praise the Lord this evening, Wednesday night. Praise God. Wednesday night Bible study. Praise the Lord. Um, God is good. Yes, he is. Amen. Um, and we praise his name. You know, it's funny. We say God is good. Uh, people of God say that. And we have a lot of phrases, and saying God is good is one of those phrases that sometimes we say um, almost instinctively. Um, but sometimes we have to stop and think about those three words. God is good. Because he is. Amen. And, you know, I think that when things are not going good for us, or not as good as we would like them to be, it's an encouragement <clears throat> if we can remember and confess and receive the truth that God is good. Yes. Because if we can remember and confess and receive the truth that God is good, it will help us get through those not so good times. Uh, I know God's not going to leave me like this. Yes. Amen. I know God is not going to forget me. I know God is mindful of me. How do you know? Because God is good. Yes. Right. And so yes. <clears throat> tonight we confess that God is good, <clears throat> not instinctively, but we do it knowingly and with and consciously, um, and we would and we receive it for what it is um, to help us through those times when perhaps things are not quite where we want them to be. Amen. And, you know, for those tonight who you say, well, that's where I am right now. Well, then I say to you in particular, God is good. Amen. And just hold on to that. Sometimes we try to be too deep and, you know, try to, you know, we, we, we get a little bit off track and we, we do things that we make things complicated, but sometimes we have to just make it simple. God is good. Amen. And I'm going to hold on to that. Uh, I may not know how to do much else, but I'm going to hold on to the truth that my God is good. And so hold on to that if you need it tonight. Amen. That God is, is good. Amen. Praise God. Um, so tonight we're gonna we're back. This is our Bible study. We're back in First Thessalonians chapter five. We've been here for a couple of weeks now, just looking at certain aspects of the scriptures here, as Paul gave his final advice to the church at Thessalonica, and um, and it's about talking to us about how God wants us to live. You know, we were talking about. In weeks past, always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all situations, in all circumstances. Um, we talked about not quenching the Holy Spirit and allowing the Spirit to freely move within us. Yes. Um, we talked about believing and not scoffing at prophecies or the declaration of the Word of God. And um, we also spoke about uh, on last week, but um, I'm sorry, before that, we talked about testing everything that is said and holding on to that which is good, right? Don't, you know, yes. mm -hmm. try the spirits, whether they be of God, those types of things. And then last week, we talked about 
warning those who are lazy. And we talk, God doesn't like laziness. Yeah. God wants us to be productive. Not just active, but productive. Yeah. Getting things done. Um, he wants us to contribute to this world. Um, he wants us to use the resources that we have and that we've been given, that we've been blessed with, and to use it to advance his kingdom and advance the causes on behalf of others, you know, to do things for other people in the name of Jesus. Yes. But don't be lazy. We looked at that last week. And that was in um, verse number 14. And we're going to continue there because uh, last week we read verses 14 and 15. And we're going to continue in verses 14 and 15, finishing up there, um, probably finishing up on 14 and coming back next week for 15, if it's the Lord's will. Yes. But tonight, um, let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 14 and 15. Um, and we're reading from the New Living Translation. Glory to God in the highest. Praise God. Uh, verse 14 says, Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Praise God. Praise Let's pray tonight over the word that we've read. Father, we bless your holy yes, name. Father. We thank you because you are good and your mercy is everlasting and your truth endures to all generations. Yes, Father. Father, we just come tonight singing your praises and just so appreciative of all that you are, all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you shall do. Now, God, we ask you to inhabit this place tonight yes, and God. speak from your holy word. Enlighten our eyes of understanding. Cause us to see, hear, hearken, and do. And Father, we bless you, O God, for transforming us by the power of your word and by your spirit. Father God, I count it a privilege to share your word with your people, oh God, yes, but I can't God. do it without you. So Father, I just ask you to empower me by your spirit. Give me the strength, your wisdom, and everything that I need to share the word of God. And may you be glorified through it all. We give you the honor now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so last week, brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. Don't be lazy. Amen. Amen. Don't be lazy. If a man doesn't work, if a woman doesn't work, the scripture says he or she should not eat. Right. Amen. God gave Adam a job before he gave him a wife. <laughs> yes. Amen. God believes in work. Amen. He believes Amen. in work. Um, and but we but we also talked about last week as well, and it's worth mentioning here that but God believes in balance, too. And so we shouldn't overdo it. And so don't be a workaholic either, right? Um, and so many people have, have excused not being there for their spouse, not being there for their children, not being there for their siblings, not being there for their church or their community or for others because they have to work. Mm -hmm. That's not a good thing. Yes, sometimes you do have to work. But if every time you find yourself telling people you can't do something because you have to work, it could well be you're working 
too much. Yeah. Amen. And God wants it to be a balance. You know, the Bible talks about that it's not good for us to, to toil. Mm -hmm. I mean, this world system is designed for us to toil. It's this, part of the curse is to toil. It's to earn your living by the sweat of your brow. If you go back into Genesis chapter 3, you'll see that, right? That that's how God said, from now on, Adam, you're going to eat from the land, but it's going to be by the sweat of your brow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? But that was after everything was cursed now. And so toiling and sweating, that's that's not living your best life. <laughs> it's certainly not living the blessed life um, that we have in God. Um, and so we want to keep it in balance. But we certainly don't want to be lazy, amen. We looked at some things last week, you know, um, lazy person's way is blocked, yes. you know. Um, and we don't want our way to be blocked. Lazy people make excuses. There's a lion in the street, right? We don't want to be like that, right? We want to work, amen. Amen. Um, because it's all a part about, of, of sowing and reaping. You know, you gotta you gotta put out, right? You gotta you gotta give, right? The Bible says give and it will be given unto yeah. you. Yeah. And 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 the thing is is that you can give. I know we use that a lot of times when it comes to offering time, right? We even sing. You know there's a song like give and it will be given unto mm -hmm. you. I'm not gonna ask you to sing because I know you're gonna say no. Um <laughs> but um <laughs> glory to God. Um but we have to give. You know, mm -hmm. one of the, the most powerful principles, I believe, that's in the Word of God, and there's so many powerful principles in the Word of God, but one of the most powerful is, is the principle of sowing and reaping, right? Mm -hmm. God says, as long as the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest will never cease. Mm -hmm. He says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Mm -hmm. And then he demonstrated it by sowing Jesus into the ground. Right? Because Jesus was buried. He was a seed that was sown. And from this only begotten Son has now produced millions upon millions of brethren, mm -hmm. amen, who now believe in Jesus because he rose from the dead. Amen. Right. So we can see that sowing produces, you know, God says he will multiply the seed that is sown. Yes. And Jesus was a seed that was sown, and he's been multiplied and continues to be multiplied as more and more brethren are added to the family of God. And so sowing and reaping is just a powerful, powerful principle. And when you work, you're, you're, you're putting seed into, you know, in, 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 into, into motion. You're sowing seed, and you will reap a harvest um, because, you know, all honest work is noble, amen. And so we you know we don't want to be lazy, amen. Put your hands to the task, whatever it is that God has appointed you to do at this hour. But let's continue in verse number fourteen of First Thessalonians chapter five, because after you know saying we should urge those or warn those who are lazy. Um, it also says to encourage those who are timid. Mm -hmm. Encourage those who are timid. Um, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Um, the King James Version says, comfort the feeble-minded, um, the faint-hearted. 
The New Living Translation says, encourage those who are timid. Now, I think it's, it's helpful for us to talk about the difference between being afraid and being timid. Because they're not the same thing. Fear and timidity is not the same thing. When, when you're fearful, fear is, is this sort of distressing emotion that you have. That um, something is about to happen. You know, that something, it's an emotion that you, that you either think is, is happening or about to happen. Let's put it that way. Because it's happening or about to happen. And the thing that, you, that, that is happening or about to happen is something that is painful or, or dangerous or evil. Mm -hmm. Right? And it could be real or imagined. Mm -hmm. Right? So, for example, you can be afraid that you're about to get bit by a dog because in front of you is a dog that is snarling and looks like it's about to pounce. Mm -hmm. And that's real fear because it's right in front of you. So, you get this sense of, I'm in danger. Right? I might experience some pain, and this dog is evil. He might be, have all three of those things, right? Um, and that's real because he's right there in front of you, and you think, you know, and you could be afraid of that. But fear can also be imagined because you can be afraid that you're going to be bit by a dog, and there's no dog anywhere around. And the reason why you feel that way is because for the last three nights, you went to bed watching the news and they told you that each day for the last three days, there's been a dog going around the neighborhood biting people. And so now the next day you go out to put, on, put out the garbage and you're afraid that dog might be out there and he might bite you, but the dog ain't nowhere around. So it's, a, it's imagined fear. You imagine you're in danger, but you're not. You imagine that something painful is about to happen to you, but it's not. Right? So fear is this sense of danger. Either it's impending danger, right? It's either I'm in it or, it's, or it might happen. Yes. You know, it's impending pain or, it might, or, or I'm in it. You know, right? And so you're afraid. That's fear. But being timid is not the same thing. Being timid is, is having a lack of courage or confidence. And sometimes we say, what are you afraid of? And sometimes a person is not afraid. They're timid. Right? They lack confidence. They, they, they lack courage. Um, they're timid. And, 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 you know, there are times when I believe that you, you know, timidity and being and, and, and being timid, you know, you, I believe keeps more people perhaps as at least as many people from doing things as fear does, mm. right? Because they might not think they're in danger. They just don't have. You ever meet somebody that doesn't have confidence? Yeah. They don't have courage. They don't think they can do it. It might not be accurate to say they're afraid of something. They lack confidence. They lack courage. And so they don't move forward. You know, they think other people are better than them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
and so they don't go forward and try something. And so the word of God here says, encourage those who are timid. Now, how can you encourage them? Well, we know, for example, that um, 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear. And we often say that. You say, well, how is that going to increase? How is that going to encourage the timid? Well, the New Living Translation says, God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, hmm. but of power, love, and self-discipline. So when you read the New Living Translation, it's saying God didn't give us either one. So this, this sense of, of, of dread, this sense of danger, and pain and evil, either real or imagined, that's fear. God didn't give us that. But he also didn't give us this lack of confidence or courage either, right? So we're covered in both ways with God. Now, doesn't mean that you or I or someone who's a person of God doesn't experience fear. Who hasn't? We all experience fear. It doesn't mean that there hasn't been times when, when you or I or other people of God haven't been timid had a lack of confidence, right? You know, you know, you didn't have confidence to go ask the girl out to the prom. Now, somebody say, what are you afraid of? Yeah, it's not, it's, it's, you may say, it's not afraid. You, you just don't have no, con- you have no confidence. <laughs> and is there some overlap in here? Sure there is. But I think that there are times when we call things and we call people being afraid and we don't realize it's a courage issue. It's a confidence issue. Sometimes your child is not so much afraid, they just don't have confidence in themselves yet. And you can build up someone's confidence by affirming them and reaffirming them of their ability to do a thing. We're gonna, you know what, let's look at it right now, in fact. Um, let's look at uh, Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. And in Joshua 1, in the King James Version, it says in verse 1, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give thee, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that shall I have given to you, as I said unto Moses. Um, And then in verse 5, he says, As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Now, watch this, verse 6. Be strong and of a good courage. Mm-hmm. See, he's telling him to be courageous. Right. That's addressing any timidity he might have. Lack of courage, lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. That's a lack of confidence. Yeah. Right? I can't. I can't. And he's saying to Joshua, be strong and of a good courage. He doesn't say don't be afraid. Right. He's mm-hmm. telling them to be strong and be courageous. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Verse 7, watch this. Only be thou strong and very courageous. He comes back again and he's telling him, 
I need you to have some courage. Mm -hmm. I need you to have some confidence. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it reminds me of the Wizard of Oz, right? <laughs> what makes a muskrat guard his musk? Courage. <laughs> Remember the lion, the cowardly lion? He was cowardly. He had to get some courage, right? right. <laughs> I love that. Amen. What makes the sun come up dusk after dusk? Courage. We need courage sometimes, right? And so we need courage. And so God is in, is, 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 is encouraging Joshua to be strong and be very courageous. And look what he says, that thou may observe to do all that of the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. And then in verse 8, he tells him, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. You shall meditate there in day and night. Drop down to verse 9, he says, have I not commanded thee, what? Be strong and of a good, what? Courage. And then he says, be not afraid. So he was telling him, I need you to be confident. I need you to be confident. I need you to be very confident. I need you to be confident. And on top of that, don't be afraid. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So he was addressing both things. And many times we talk to people only on one hand. We talk to them only on the hand of fear. Mm -hmm. That seems to be what we talk about. Why are you afraid? We call people fraidy cats. And we talk about, oh, they were just afraid. Because afraid means you have fear. Right. Mm -hmm. But, and that's fine. And, but we need to be, be mindful that there's something that's very close to fear, and that's called being timid. And timid is lacking courage or confidence. And, you know, we want to make sure we address that in them as well, right? And encourage them. And so, that, so in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it says that we should encourage those who are timid. And you say, well, how one of the ways we can encourage those who are timid? I believe everything starts with God. <laughs> Amen. So I, I think that we encourage them, and, and we can encourage ourselves. David encouraged himself in the Lord. What do we do when we feel a little bit timid, lacking courage and confidence? Because we're all there, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you're not confident that you can do the job that you're being asked to do by your boss, mm -hmm. right? Or, you know, there, there are some people who you, you're gifted as all get out. You can sing. But for some reason, you're not confident that you can sing this song or lead this song on Sunday morning. Right. For some reason, you just don't have the confidence that you can do it. And there are people who are otherwise confident most times, but then something in particular kind of like you wake up and you I don't know why I don't feel good about that. Like, you just don't have it. Well, how do you get over that, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think we have to, you know, you know, think about, about God, right? The Bible tells us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his what? Might. His might. Yeah. And I believe that one of the ways we can deal with both timidity and fear is to stop trying to do things on our own. It's easier said than done. How many people can testify to that? Amen? Amen. Because so many times we try to do things on our own, you know, because we don't want to be lazy, right? right. We, we want to play our part. Um, but the Bible yet, you know, uh, 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 admonishes us that if we're going to be strong, be strong what? In the Lord. And what? And in the power of His might. His might. 
And so some of it is that we need to understand that God is for us. Glory to God. Yes. And the Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? And you know, earlier on this week, I was dealing with something that was kind of vexing me in my thinking. Like it was just on my mind. Oh, I got to deal with this thing. I got to deal with this thing. And then the Spirit of God just reminded me, like, um, you're going to try to do this by yourself. And I heard the Spirit start telling me that some of the same scriptures I just said now. You know, God before you, who can be against you? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that God is your very present help in time of trouble, in mm -hmm. time of need, right? And, you know, come boldly before the throne of grace and find grace to help. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so these are things that you realize... I don't have to do this thing, mm -hmm. right? And when you do that, it's amazing when you know that someone else is going to take the lead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it, it, because it kind of takes the pressure off of you. <laughs> Not that it excuses you from performing, but you know someone else has the lead. You know, I think people who play with, you know, the great players, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, and, and so forth. <laughs> um, they know that those players are going to do their thing. Now, they know, okay, I don't have to be the star. I just got to contribute. Takes the pressure off. You don't have to score 30. He's going to score 30. Right. I just may need to chip in with 15. <laughs> I was laughing because... Brandy sent me, our daughter Brandy, sent me a text message this morning that cracked me up. Because last night the Lakers were playing and they lost to the Denver Nuggets. And she said that Christian, our grandson, her son, and I got to give him a shout out for this because this was hilarious. He said, because LeBron James, they called him King James. And he said that can't call LeBron because LeBron didn't really have a good game last night. So he said he's no longer King James. He's New Living Translation. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That's a good one. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. He's no longer King James. He's New Living Translation. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. You need to put that on a t-shirt and sell it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to work on that right now. Trademark that thing. Praise the Lord. But we don't have to be strong in the Lord in the power. We don't have to be strong in our own self. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now, First uh, Peter 5 and 7 tells us to cast our cares on the Lord because he cares for us. Amen. Amen. And see, that's one of the things, too, that we need to understand where we have help. And so you're concerned about something and you're not having confidence or courage. And, or it says for us to encourage others, tell them, give that thing to God. Yes. That's how you can encourage someone. Listen, you don't have to do this on your own. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. God is on your side. God said he will never leave you yes. nor forsake you. Amen. God is your very present help. This is how you encourage people who lack courage, who lack who lack courage and confidence yeah. in themselves. You remind them of God's love for them. You remind them of God's care for them, right? Uh, what does Psalm 55, 22 says? It talks about cast your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain thee, right? Mm -hmm. That he won't let the righteous slip, right? God will sustain you. 
Yeah. And so you encourage other people, um, and if they're believers, you encourage them. And even if they're not believers, you let them know God loves you. Yes. On the top of the fear, the Bible says perfect love casts out fear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when you, God loves you. God's there with you. Nothing can separate you yes. from the love of God. Right? Yeah. You remind them of the presence of God in their life and the promises of God that are theirs. You know what I think about who, who understood that was David. Glory to God for this. Because, you remember, he goes to stand before Goliath. Mm -hmm. Right? He came in to deliver some bread and some cheese and, and so forth for the, for, the, for the soldiers, the brothers and others. And, and you know, Goliath stood over nine feet tall. And everybody else had no courage, no confidence. They were afraid. But, but see, David said something interesting. And we often talk about this. He heard Goliath talking all that stuff. And he looked around and said, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine to be talking to us like that? What was he saying? We're, this, this guy doesn't have a covenant. Because to be circumcised was a sign of a covenant with God. Right. This guy doesn't have a covenant, and I do. So he was reminded of God's presence in his life, and he realized, you may be taller than me, but you ain't taller than the God that I serve. And so because, because David was a short guy. Mm -hmm. And he was young at this time. He was a teenager. And yet he's ready to stand up to this champion giant of the Philistines who's nine feet tall, and, and he's saying, you can't talk to me like that. Not because I'm bigger than you or I'm stronger than you or anything else. But I have promises from God and you don't. Yeah. You see what realizing you have promises can do for you? It'll, it'll allow you to stare a giant down. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. When you realize I have God in my life. And I have promises of God in my life. So that's why we can... So when someone is, is timid, encourage them about God in their life and about the promises of God in their life. And that will help them with their timidity. Because now it takes the pressure off. I don't have to take out the light. All I got to do is find a stone. Right? And then do what I do. I know how to swing. Amen. Amen. But the power of God's going to be behind what I'm doing, and I'll get the victory. So let's encourage people, amen. Let's encourage people who are timid and remind them that God is in their life, amen. Amen. You know, because a lot of people give up because they think that they have to do it on their own. But God is real. Amen. Yes, is. God is real. And we... We all, for some, from time to time, need to be reminded of that because we, in this fast-paced world we live in, often get caught up in trying to do things ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, this world is a handful. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and when you add the enemy who's trying to trip you up because he can't stand your God and he can't stand you, um, you know, it's, it's a challenge. Yeah. And to try to do things on your own, is a recipe for a disaster. But you don't have to do it on your own because you have God and you have the promises of God. You are a covenant man. You are a covenant woman. You are the redeemed of the Lord. Amen. Christ Amen. has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Of, of, of the law. And so the redeemed of the Lord say so. And so we have to 
say so. We have to say the promises, encourage other people in the promises, encourage those who are timid. Amen? Amen. The next thing it says is that we should take care of those who are weak. Take care of those who are weak. Um, you know, the Bible says that the number of things about those who are weak. Uh, but the one thing I want to look at, because there's a number of scriptures we want to look at, but I just want to look at one tonight, and that is in um, Acts chapter 20. In Acts chapter 20. Let's look at verse um, 33. Paul says, I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Yea, ye yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them that were with me. I have showed you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak. And remember the word of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Yeah. So Paul was talking about, he said, look, I work. I didn't take anything from anybody. I worked with my hands. Yeah. But why did he work? He said, I worked. He said, he said, I've showed you that, you know, you should work to do what? To support the weak. Mm-hmm. Now, someone might immediately say, well, if I support the weak, who's going to support me? God. <laughs> it's funny how we say things. It's funny how our natural mind clicks in. Yes. If I support you, who's gonna support me? See, but the but your 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 regenerated mind goes. If I support you, God got me, right? Right. But your natural mind worries about who has you. Right. God is your rear guard. You know what I mean. Your rear guard. He 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 got your back. Glory to God. God has your back. And so Paul says here, it's more blessed to give than to receive. But you support the weak. And, you know, there are many scriptures that talk about supporting the weak. I mean, Romans 15 and 1, just real quickly, um, also talks about it. Because, you know, Paul went on and on for some time about those who were weak in their mind about eating certain meats and observing certain holidays and all the rest of that. And he said, those of you who are strong, right, don't make the weak to stumble. And in um, 15 and 1, it says, We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not please ourselves. And so we have to look out for those who are who are weak. And it says here, take tender care of those who are weak. And, you know, I remember, you know, and, 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 and here's the thing. Don't view t- taking care of the weak as a burden. Right. It's a privilege. Glory to God. It's a privilege. God wants us to look after the less fortunate. He wants us to look after the poor, the needy, the orphan, the widow, and the weak. Amen. Um, you know, and I think about it, you know, for my mom. You know, I've told my wife this many times, and maybe some other people close to us have heard it. But, you know, my mom passed in 2016, in March. And, you know, towards the end of her life, she was weak. Yes. Couldn't get around, you know, needed help getting, you know, moving around, getting in and out of bed, going to doctor's appointments, just walking, just moving, I mean, and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
for those last couple of years, last several years, I was going over to her house and with my brother, we were watching her and taking care of all her needs. And I just remember, you know, that it was a lot of time, you know, but it was, you know, it's a lot of time. But I remember just at one point, because the enemy tries to mess with you. Oh, you don't have time to do this. You don't have time to do that. You got to do this. You got to do that. You know, you need a rest. Like the enemy cares for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> you need a rest. The devil don't care I get any rest. He just wants me to stop doing what's yes, right. He does. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, and I thank God that I can't, you know, give God credit when you think the right thing. Amen. Somebody need to hear that. Give God credit when you think the right thing. Because <laughs> so many times we go, I thought. No, God put it in your head. Amen. Right. <laughs> your natural mind was thinking, I don't have time for this. But I give God the credit because one of the, one day the enemy's talking to me, messing with me, oh, you don't have time for you don't have time. And, I, and it just welled up in my spirit that it's a privilege to take care of my mom. Oh, yeah. Amen. Right? Because when I was small and when I was weak, she took care of me. And she taught me and she fed me and she did all these things for me. And now here I am later on in life, and I'm strong, and now she's weak. God forbid I don't take care of her. Amen. It's a privilege. It was a privilege Amen. to take care of her. It was a privilege to help her do these things. I didn't want to do it. I'd rather have the, not have the privilege. You understand? But I'm not going to look at it as a burden. Glory to God. Amen. And, and that's how we have to look at helping the weak. Because here's the thing. God's going to help the weak. And, and as Mordecai said to Esther, I'll say to you, okay, don't get it twisted, sister, because if not you, God will raise up somebody else. Yes, he will. Because God cares for those who are weak. And if, and if one of us acts like we're too busy, we're too good, we're too high and mighty, we got too many things going on, and we don't have the common sense to understand that helping someone who's weak is a privilege. Yes. Then we don't we just don't get it. It's a privilege to help someone in need. And that's what Paul said here. It's more blessed to give yes. than to receive. And this teaching that Paul says, because this word, these words are in red, that means Paul is saying, Jesus told me this. But nowhere else in the Bible do you see this. It's just here. Right. So Paul got this on some direct revelation from with, with Jesus, amen, where he told him it's more blessed to give than to receive. Yeah. And so when you are taking care of the weak, you're giving, and you're blessed. And you know how Jesus said, when you took care of the least of these, my brethren, it's like you did it for me, right? It's a privilege, man. It's a privilege to, to, to help those who are in need. And so, as it says here, take tender care of those who are weak. That, don't just write them a check and give them, the, right? Don't just slap some food on their plate at the end and just throw them here. Tender care. Don't rush because you got to hurry up and get home and watch your show or you got to get home or you got to go to this. Tender care. Yes. Meaning that you just sit. 
I mean, you know, I remember even my wife sitting over here. I never forget how she was taking care of my mom's feet. Yeah. Washing her feet and cutting her nails. Tender care. I mean, right? This is the things we have to do. And so, like, now, especially if somebody needs to hear this, because your parent is getting up in age, and, you, and you're starting to view them as a burden. They're not a burden. Amen. It's a privilege to care for them. Amen. It's a privilege to care for them. And so, don't be rushing them off the phone. They need to talk to you. It's a privilege. Amen. Glory to God. we got to get this right. Take tender care of those who are weak. You know, and, and, and this is something, this is how God wants us to live. Amen. And so we have to take tender care. Amen. Take the time. Demonstrate love. What love? The same love that, that God has lavished on you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Because how many of you know we're all weak when it comes to the things that God wants us to do? We need his strength. We need his anointing. Yes. We need his power. And so we're all weak to do yeah. the things that God wants us to do. But there are some people who are weak, you know, not only to do what God wants them to do, but some of them are weak to do natural things. Help them. Amen? Amen. Help them. And also remember that what you give, again, it's a seed. It's a seed that's being sown. Yeah. And it'll come back to you. Amen? It'll come back to you. Amen. And so take tender care to those who, of those who are weak. Amen? Your husband get a cold. He can take care of himself. He's a grown man. That's not the point. <laughs> he got the flu. Get a, bring a little soup, something. <laughs> Amen. Tender care. You don't know how that man treats me. Don't matter. <laughs> Jesus told us to bless those who curse us. Come on, somebody. Yeah. He don't. I'm not saying your husband curse you. I'm just saying if he says that, then certainly bring your wife something. <laughs> she getting on my nerves, man. Take tender care, amen. amen. Take tender care of those who are weak. So if they're sick, if they're weak in their spirit, if if, if they're weak from old age, amen. They're just weak because they're battered down by this thing called life. Amen. Amen. Take tender care and count it a privilege when you do. Amen. All right. So encourage those who are timid. Take tender care of those who are weak. The last one we'll deal with tonight. It says be patient. Watch this. Watch this one. Be patient with everyone. Oh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> amen. <laughs> you hear that one, you feel like you're a disciple who came up to Jesus and said, Lord, increase our faith. <laughs> Glory to God. We need some increased faith for this one. Amen. <laughs> Be patient with everyone. Oh, my gosh. Is that a command or is that a command? Amen. Amen. There's some people who work your last nerve, don't they? Yeah. Amen. There's some people who the minute you see them, you start getting all... <laughs> <laughs> 
listen, don't try to act like God knows already, okay? He knows. There's some people who on sight just get you all riled up. All you got to do is see them. Some people, all you got to do is smell their perfume or come on. Oh, here they come. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. Uh-uh. Be patient what? With everyone. My wife act like she's not patient with me right now. Like, get off this. Get off this. Get on something now. <laughs> no, this is the last thing we got tonight. <laughs> Amen. Be patient. Amen. Be patient with everyone. Now, you say, how can I be patient? Well, see, first of all, we got to understand that's part of the fruit of the Spirit. Long suffering. Right? Mm -hmm. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, faith. Right? But long long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Long suffering is in there. And God tells us to be patient. Be patient with everyone. Amen. So we have the ability because God has given us the fruit of patience. Yes. Um, is it is it tough sometimes to be patient? Yes. yes. I'm not even gonna say with everyone. I'm just gonna say be patient. It's it's tough to be patient with people. I know that's a big that's been a, that's a challenge in my life because there's times for me where I'm thinking and I'm doing something and I'm trying and then someone comes and it's like okay wow you guys I got like an internal clock. You got an internal clock where someone can talk to you and it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And inside you, it just goes off. Okay, I say, yeah. all right, all right, all right, all right. I got to go. <laughs> right? We have that, right? But God said we need to be patient with everyone. And we have the ability. And again, I think part of the, the things when we, when God always talks about how we deal with other people, it's always helpful to be mindful of how God deals with you. And how he deals with me. Right. It's, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's important. For you, it's important to do that. Because the same way God deals with you is the way we should deal with other people. So we got to ask ourselves, has God been patient with you? Has God been patient with me? You got to ask yourself, has God been patient with me? And guess what? Then we need to be patient with other people. Has God been merciful to me? Mm, then guess what? I need to be merciful to other people. Has God been kind to me? You see how it goes? See, and and, and, and you know you're going to be able to answer yes to all those things. Right. And now, we're without excuse to not do the same thing to other people. Because God lavishes those things on us. Yes. So that we can then in turn lavish those same things on others. Right? Yeah. Think about the the, the uh, story that Jesus told about the, um, the 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 servant, right? Who owed you know you know thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And he pleaded for mercy from the king, mm -hmm. and the king said, "Okay, you're forgiven." And then that same servant went and he found his fellow servant who owed him a couple bucks. And the, and, the, and the script said he grabbed him by the neck and told him, you know, I'm going to throw you in jail unless you pay it all. Yes. And it says the Lord was wroth with that servant. He called okay. him wicked. He called him evil. He was wroth with him. He said, I forgave you a much larger debt and you can't forgive this one, a smaller right. debt? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he punished that servant. Yeah. And that's what we have to understand. God lavishes his grace, his mercy, his love. He shows us his patience. 
and his forbearance. Yeah. And you know what we need to do? We need to turn right around and show that same patience yes. and forbearance Amen. to other people. Amen. That's what we need to do. So many times when you find a difficulty to, to give people what the Bible is saying to give them, just remember this. Ask yourself this question. Does God give that to me? Mm. And when the answer is yes, you know what the answer is now for you. Yeah. You got to give that same thing to that person. Amen? amen. And so God's been patient with you. You can't, you know it's the truth. Amen. Yeah. And we all can lift up our hands on that one. But we need to be patient with everyone. Um, um, you know, 1 Corinthians 13, it talks about, that's the love chapter, right? The love yeah. chapter. And that, and that love is the love of God, the love of God that's shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit that's given unto us. And in verse number four, it talks about love. It says, love suffers long. Mm -hmm. That means it's patient. That's what suffers long. Long suffering means patience. patience. So love suffers long. Love is patient. And then it says this, and it's kind. So love, if we say we love and we have the love of God in us, I got the love of Jesus. I got the love of Jesus. Help me, babe. I got the love of Come on. In my heart. She don't even know the word. That's why she's not saying. Uh, <laughs> Amen. Um, but if we claim we have the love of Jesus, the Bible tells us love, the love of God that okay. should have brought in our hearts, that we claim we have, is patient yes. and kind. Mm -hmm. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Love is patient and kind. And so if we got the love of Jesus in our heart, then we can't say we don't have patience. Oh. Come on. The love of God is patient and it's coming. Amen. And so, you know, we in 1 Thessalonians uh, 5 and 14, it says, be patient with everyone. What about those people who get on my nerves? Be patient with them. What about those people I don't like? <laughs> be patient with them. What about those people who aren't patient with me? Be patient with them. Why should I do that? Because you're storing up treasure in heaven. Yes. Man. Act like you read the Bible. <laughs> Sometimes we act like we don't read the Bible. You know what I mean? Listen, when you when you when we do these things, you think you're doing something for them. Don't think about you're doing something for them. You're doing something for yourself. Yes. You're storing yes. up treasure in heaven. Amen. That you can tap into when you need it. Yes. Glory to God. See, and so, yeah, let them think that you're a doormat. Let them think whatever they think. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If they're all mad with you and you just be impatient, they go, yeah, I guess I got over on them. Let them think that. <laughs> right. But you know better. I just stored up some treasure in heaven. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. There are some people right now that God has put in your life because they really are heavenly ATM cards. They're allowing you to make deposits and instead you mad at them. Jesus. Some of the people get on your nerves, man. If you treat them right, boy, you be storing up so much treasure in heaven. <laughs> and you say, I don't need treasure in heaven. I need treasure. I need treasure here on earth. Yeah, but here's the thing. But when it's time for you to tap into your supply, you want to make sure you got some. Yes, yes, indeed. Amen. Mm -hmm. So so be patient with people. Mm -hmm. Encourage the weak. 
Kind of uh, encourage the timid. Kind of the privilege to take care of the weak. Don't look at these things as inconveniences and annoyances and things that are getting in your way and, and, and making you a doorman and, and messing up your life. No, these are opportunities for you to live like God wants you to live and you will be storing up treasure in heaven that you can tap into and that Amen. you can have access to when you need it. Amen. And see, some of us are wondering, you know, why the rain ain't coming that rain in my soul, Lord, because listen, then you should, <laughs> it's dry. Yes. Amen. Amen. But this is how God wants us to live. Amen. And it's always an, an, an outward focus on other people. If you if you look at the things that we've been talking about, you know, warning those who are lazy, that's doing something that's going to benefit someone else. And here, especially tonight, encouraging those who are timid, taking care of those who are weak, and being patient with everyone are um, things God wants us to do. And just remember this as we close. None of these things or any of the other things that we are to do in this life, none of them can we do or, we are, or are we expected to do them without God's help. Yeah. So if you feel that this is something that's too much, but don't forget, you have to, these are, these, everything God tells us to do, we need the help of the Holy Spirit, but that's why he gave him yes. unto us. Amen. Amen. He is our paraclete. He is our helper. He is our empowerment yeah. to do the things that God Amen. wants us to do. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Not just the hard stuff. Nothing. Nothing. A good thing we got, amen. Yeah. And so we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, yeah. including these things that we talked about tonight. Amen. Amen. Let's close. Let's, let's pray tonight. Glory to God in heaven. Um, we pray that God encourages has encouraged your spirit. Let's pray. Amen. Father, we bless your name. Glory yes, to God. Father. We thank you, Lord for your abiding goodness and your yes, faithfulness Lord, thank you, and for your love. We we're just overjoyed, God, with <coughs> to call you as our God. Yes, and our Father. soul, the Bible says, shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Glory to God. And let us exalt his name together. Father, we just love you, God. And we just, with one voice, with one accord, say thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank Lord. you. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. for all that you've done and are doing and shall do. And Father, we thank you for the word tonight. We thank you for the deposits that were made. We thank you, O oh God, for the withdrawals, the things that you have yes, taken Lord, out of us that are not like, like yes. you. And Father, continue to build us up in our most holy faith. And we'll continue to bless your holy name forever. Father, we love you. We praise you. We cherish you. Yes. Watch over all of us tonight. Uh, be with us in our homes or wherever we may be. Raise up those who are sick, O oh God. Encourage the discourage, oh God. Strengthen the weak. Yes. Guide those who are lost. Save those who need to be saved. Yes, Lord and God, Father, we just you. thank you and count you good and faithful to do it. So, Father, we just now turn everything, oh God, and the rest of this day, the rest of this night, over into your hands, oh God. And we just thank you for all the blessings and the favor that continually are ours. And we give you the praise for it now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen.
this is Wednesday night, so listen, enjoy the rest of your week. Amen. And remember, as we said from the very beginning, God is good. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.